on the entire album. Q comes in and it's just like fucking butter. It is just, it's like when Tom comes in on I Miss You. It's like, <laughs> Mark is great. It's fantastic. But dude, yeah, when, yeah. when Tom comes in, like panties drop. When Q comes in here, <laughs> panties drop. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a, uh, a different artist, a different album, and we break it down. We uh, we find out all the secrets about it, and then we let you all know those secrets. Uh, my name is Tyler, and we out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. Uh, while you're listening, go to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, give us five stars. Please, please go do that. Uh, all the social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff is at Asinine Radio. Uh, we also have a Discord server if you want to join that. You know, we'll send you the link. Just send us a message. We'll send you the link. Uh, you can go on there, harass us, talk shit, whatever you want to do. That's what everyone else does to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're glutton. We're, we're gluttons for punishment. That's what we are. <laughs> and um, we also have a phone number. If you want to call that, you can leave us a voicemail, send us a text. The phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. And uh, now that all the boring intros intros are out of... Oh, dude, Whoa. Whoa. this is tough already. Whoa tough already so now that all of the boring intros are out of the way what album are we doing today jeff go we are doing midnight marauders by a tribe called quest Tribe Qual 
Oh, dude. A Tribe Called Quest formed in 1985 in New York City by Q-Tip, Fife Dog, and Jerobi White on vocals, as well as Ali Shaheed Muhammad on turntables. They, uh, they put out six full-length records, two EPs, five comps, and have sold over five million copies worldwide. But that one we're doing today is obviously Midnight Marauders. It was the group's third album. It was released November 9th, 1993. It features Q-Tip, Fife Dog on vocals, uh, Ali Shahid Muhammad on turntables, and it was a groundbreaking album in the underground hip-hop hip hop scene. Mm-hmm. Now, Jeff, after that wow. mess of an intro... Wow. Uh, wow. What are your... Um, what is your origin story with a tribe called Quest? Go. The first, uh, the first song I heard was was "Can I Kick It," and, and at some point, and it was, um, it was, it was. I think it was through camp, and I think it was through like one specific council I can remember. I always played like a lot of cool hip hop and stuff. So "Can I Kick It" was was for sure the first tribe song that I ever heard, and this was. Uh, I mean, this was like I was probably like seven or eight years old. But I never like listened to it because at that point in time when we were that age, like gangster rap was was becoming big thing, and that's that's what I got really heavily into at the time. So I didn't come back to tribe until like high school era, and that's when I came back and listened to People's Instinctive, and then that's I mean it's like since then I've 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 really liked this band, this this group, this this collective, I guess. Yes, yeah. and I yeah. um. I don't know. I I've, I've I go back. I've go. I've gone back to People's Instinctive, and Marauders, but until this week, I've I've really never went back to the low end theory. And like I said in the rankings, that one surprised me the most. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's an easy transition to to Tribe. I don't have like a crazy story or nothing. It's just I don't know. They've they've always just kind of been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh my my origin story with them. I don't remember when I first heard Can I Kick It, but I know that was the first thing I ever heard. I'm pretty sure it was from like some MTV or VH1 doc back in like the early, early 2000s, maybe late 90s. And they were, somebody was talking about A Tribe Called Quest. And I do remember that song very specifically. I remember the video as well. And that was my introduction to that. But I never, I never really dove deeper into it. I thought it was a cool song, but. You know, anybody who's listened to the pod knows that, you know, I was not much of a hip hop guy until I was into my adulthood. And up until maybe 10 years ago, I never really cared too much for hip hop. And uh, yeah, I mean, that that was my that was my introduction. And this week has been eye opening and very enjoyable. But yeah, that's my origin story. Not not very eventful. And I don't really remember, but whatever. That's fine. I dig it now. That's all that matters. So there you go. Uh, so then let's, let's go with our initial thoughts on this record, Midnight Marauders. Uh, let's give any stinkers we have, which I doubt we have, or I doubt you have at least. And, uh, and then we'll go with our biggest banger or no, we'll go with the song we, we already, we already played and then we'll get into our biggest banger. Sound good? Yeah. All right. So then what, what do you got? Your initial thoughts? Go. Uh, so I mean, I've, I've liked, I've listened to a lot of hip hop for a very, very long time. And Tribe is always that that group that you kind of fall back on, because like Can I Kick It, Scenario, uh, Segundo, all their all their biggest hits are just they're super easy, they're super easy to get into, 
but it wasn't until much, much later. Honestly, it wasn't until like David Bradley era where he introduced me to Jedi mind tricks and like some of the kind of conscious side of hip hop. Cause until then I was, I was kind of just like through and through a gangster rap kid. And so mm-hmm. he introduced me to like Jedi mind tricks <laughs> when I first worked with him and that, at uh, fucking what's that fix auto fix auto yeah and that was like a game changer like holy shit dude like this is this is some like next level stuff and so ever since and that was like right out of high school so like ever since then i had gone back and started giving more listens to groups that i had normally kind of just tossed to the side as being fun and goofy and, and dumb and tribe was one of those groups tribe was one of those groups where i just thought like oh yeah can i kick it that's just like I know that's the the wild side guy because at the time I didn't really care for Lou Reed or anything, so I was like, oh, that's just a that's a fun the track. Wild side guy. The wild side guy. <laughs> that's what it is. Like, come on, like this guy yeah, over yeah, here, I know, like you fucking know. listen to Lou Reed in high school or something. No, 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 because I'm not a, I'm not an idiot. Well, I, I only listen to good music. Well, Lou Reed Lou Reed is great, but well, but yeah. So really. I, it was it was it wasn't until like Jedi Mind Tricks I really went back and listened to a lot of the other stuff and, and the conscious side of hip hop. And then that just like that, I think like right out of high school was when I really, really started to pay attention to the nuance in hip hop. High school, I was for sure like a gangster rap kid and I listened to other hip hop also, but I, my focus was main, mainly on like the gangster rap side of it. And it wasn't until, like I said, David Bradley turned me on to it, right? Started going back and really getting into, I don't know, like hip hop and, 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 and digging into it deeper and, and thinking that there's, there's a lot more layers to it than I had initially thought. And it's yeah. just ever since then, I, I just I've 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 just been entranced. I, I think it's just such a cool developing genre of music. And I think the, re- the like another reason why I like it so much is because we are seeing it develop in like real time. Whereas I mean, I've, I've talked about this before, whereas rock has been developing for decades prior to us even being born, hip hop is a mm-hmm. is a genre that we are living through its development. And I think that that kind of gives it more. Like more credence, like like people talk about how like the '60s were so great and the '70s were so great because they saw these bands play as they were forming, and when rock music was still kind of forming and and there were things happening in the '60s and '70s that our parents grew up listening to, witnessing, living through. That's why the nostalgia is so high with hip hop. Like yeah. we are living through it still to this day. Now we are living through the development of hip hop, and I don't. I don't like. I don't think that this era of hip hop is the best, but I definitely don't think it's like the worst. I think it's just something different. It's something. It's something unique. So, I don't know what your question was, but um, <laughs> it was your initial thoughts on on midnight. Yeah. Oh yeah, midnight, midnight Marauders. This is um, <laughs> yeah. It's I fine, mean, this is like their most popular album, really, outside of just like the two big singles from their first album. This is like their most popular. This is widely hailed as like one of the best that they've done and just one of the best hip hop albums of all time. And it deserves all of the credit because it's so fucking good. It's stupid mm-hmm. good. And it, ta- it kind of takes from both of the first albums and puts them together and, and creates like a, like an even better mashup of their first two albums and then creates something just unique in its own. And again, like something that's greater than the sum of its parts, much like Fife and Q-Tip coming together. Mm-hmm. But like the tribe are just, there's, there's so there's so much more to Tribe than just like Q-Tip and Fife. That there's other members of the of the band. There's the fact that they belong to like the native tongues. There's a Jungle Brother influence, De La Soul influence. There's so many other things that make Tribe so great. But on their own, like nothing about this group is is that great. Is is that like crazy 
mind-blowingly great. It's just when they come together, and like everything they did for hip hop too is just I I I don't, I don't even know where to be, I don't even know where to start. I just there's a lot of stuff. I don't <laughs> have you about. listened to uh, Q-Tip and Fife Dogs solo records? No, never. No, I yeah I have, I haven't either. But I'm curious how, especially Fife Dog. I'm curious how different his his solo records are because I mean really Tribe is the production is all Q-Tip. It's all him on the first three records. So I'm I'm really really interested in hearing Fife on that. Uh, outside of tribe, I I don't have like I it's sad I don't have any interest in hearing Q tips just because I mean even Fife had called them out for kind of selling out becoming pop becoming mainstream hip hop and so I yeah. I've I've like zero interest in hearing Q tips but I also don't have any interest in hearing Fife because even though he is my favorite of the two I just yeah. um I don't know it's it's I I don't I don't care all that much I I just I don't know I really don't care all that much yeah I I didn't re- I didn't really care to listen to more of that i mean i was surprised at how little even was written about q-tip i mean considering how much of a pioneer he was in hip-hop there's not a not as nearly as much as i thought would be written about him very surprising yeah. and he's worked with so many huge artists you know during and since uh since tribe so i don't know whatever uh i mean my initial thoughts i personally have no stinkers uh, this is the first full-length Tribe album I've ever heard, and it was only, I'd only ever heard it in it in its entirety since we started collecting vinyl. And uh, and I've I mean I I've listened I've I surprisingly surprisingly have listened to this record a lot since I got it. I've just been kind of hooked on it, and it's just it's an album that you can either really dive deep into and kind of pick apart everything, or it, it's also a very good album to just kind of have on in the background. It offers both both things, which a lot of records don't do. It's very diverse in that sense. And, and I, I totally dig it. Um, yeah. I think it's a killer fucking record. And, and I'm stoked that I really kind of discovered their first two records this week because I thought they were fantastic. Like we were talking about in the rankings. They're, the, the first three records are just untouchable. Absolutely untouchable. It's great. So you have no stinkers, right? No. Okay. So so let's get into no. the, the song we already played. Uh, we're going to have a hard time saying this one. It's Award called... Award Tour. Award Tour. It's a f- Sounds fucking I wonder if that was intentional. Was that, I wonder if that was intentional, naming it that. I don't, I don't know. know. But uh, so let's start with this. This is the first single. That's kind of why we played it in the beginning as well. Where does this sit for you on the banger list? Or if it even is a banger. I mean, this better be a banger on your banger list, but this is my 2B. Okay, this is my 7B. Oh, God. Here we go. (laughs) Here we go. (laughs) It's really good. What what do you got on this one? Never cease to amaze me, ever. (laughs) I just, uh, I I don't know. What what do you want me to do here? He's uh, the main sample. You want to do samples? You want to do just overall thoughts? Where do you want to start? your pod. Usually we do lyrics last, but... Whatever you want okay. to do. Um, yeah, the main sample, I guess, is this dude named Weldon Irvine, who I've never mm-hmm. heard of before. But the song is We Getting Down. So, but then, like, you, you click on his little link, and he's, he's, he's been around. He was a composer in the 60s and onward, heavily invested in the civil rights movements, and then ended up mentoring, like, Q-Tip and even most Def. And then later on, throw down keyboards on the Black Star album with Talib Kweli and Mos Def, which is a fucking... Perfect album, also in the hip hop realm. So that was cool. 
that was cool to see that this guy that I've never heard of before was like a mentor and then still continued to be in, to be relevant in hip hop all the way until black star came out. Mm-hmm. Which see, black star is another album that we should, we, we got to do in the pot at some point. I know. I do want to do it. I've, the songs I've heard, I've really liked, but I've never, I haven't listened to it in its entirety, Oof, but I know God I should. Damn, I know it's I good. should. I know. I know. But just, I'm, I'm late. I'm late to the game on hip hop. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 fine. That's fine. It makes it's fine. 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 But yeah, that's that's um, you know, that's that's what I got for that guy. I think this is a perfect balance of vocals here. The chorus features uh, the dude from De La Soul, the Dove, or True Goy, the Dove, True the Dove, yeah, from De La Soul, and it's just I I think it's dude, De La Soul is another another group that everybody knows the name, but not many people know like the music, and. Mm-hmm. Same with like the Jungle Brothers, but not quite to the extent. Like the Jungle Brothers is another group that, like you kind of know the name, you've heard them, you've heard that name thrown around before, but you know the music. You listen to the Jungle Brothers, you listen to De La Soul. It is fucking perfection. Both groups are amazing, and the word tour it features the guy from De La Soul. Love this melody. I think it's a perfect chorus. I think it's a great balance. I think it's a great blend of everybody coming together. Perfect song. <laughs> it is. It is truly. An amazing song, and this this week made me want to get more into De La Soul. I mean, I've always known about them, but I'm not I'm not f- familiar with their music, and, or maybe I am. I just don't know. And, you do, uh, yeah, for sure. You you know, you probably know a lot more than you think you do about De La Soul. It's very very possible, and I'm I'm like in this hip hop mood. Like I I want to find out. I want to know more about hip hop from this era, and then but then also reading more about the. Um, what was it called? The uh, the collective that they had? Native Tongues. Uh, Native Tongues, yeah, yeah. Like, I had no idea Queen Latifah was a part of that, too. Like, I mean, fuck? so to be fair, we've talked about the Native Tongues many times before on the pod. Yeah, we. I know, yeah, yeah. But that's all right. But yeah, it's, it's, it, was, it was just like, it was just Jungle Brothers, De La Soul, and Tribe. And Tribe wouldn't even like almost exist because cause Fife and, and Q-Tip were on Jungle Brothers and De La Soul songs prior to Tribe even forming. So it's kind of like Jungle Brothers and De La Soul were the reason that Tribe even kind of got the confidence to form their own group, and that dude, that first Jungle Brothers album, and I, I bought it at Grace. I know Grace, or not Grace, at Nichols. I know Nichols still has a, a new copy of it, but fuck, man, that first that that Straight Out the Jungle by the Jungle Brothers, holy shit, that is such a good album. How much is it at, at Nichols? Uh, it's like twenty five bucks. I think I bought mine brand new too uh-huh. because I've never seen it used, and that is. That is well worth twenty five dollars. You will fucking love it because that's late eighty. That's that's your era. Yeah, that's, that's the that's golden my, age of hip hop. Yeah. That is late eighty. Golden age is my. That's that's where I. So I several love that shit. several years before before Tribe came out, and that and that's where Q Tip like got his start. Really, is the Jungle Brothers on the first album. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. I'm down. I'm down for this. And like we've talked about in the past, like with vinyl, dude, we're never gonna find used hip hop unless it's like. You know, Gigolo Tony or some artist yeah. we've never heard of. Yeah, it, none of the big stuff we're ever gonna find used. Nah, so it's never gonna happen. I'll, I'll give it a shot on Spotify before I before I actually pull the trigger when I'm out there in a couple of weeks. But Ooh. I might just get it. I might just get it. You will. I, don't know. I know. If you listen to Spotify, you'll get it. Just listen to the first song. You'll fucking get it. I guarantee you. I'll listen to the first two songs and I'll make the decision. You don't need two songs. You need one song. I'm telling you. Oh, I'll give it two. I'll give it two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, what what I uh, what I really like about this song too, like sampling wise, the vibraphone. 
<laughs> the vibraphone. I mean, it gets me every time. I know. I know. Like, <laughs> I I cannot believe how much of a sucker I am for this stupid fucking instrument. No matter what genre, if if you have a vibraphone in it, I'm gonna instantly like it. I love it. And now that you that you that you like cognizant of it, it's gonna come out more and more in music. And just because you like it so much, I hear it more often in music that I listen to. I was like, oh, there's that fucking vibraphone again. <laughs> but but you know it sounds great. I mean, it's 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 there. You know, it serves a purpose. Yeah, I guess. But it adds so much, like, uh, just not depth necessarily, but just like a, a cool vibe. Well, it's a vibe. I mean, that's adds that's, a cool vibe to it. That's the best way to describe it. Is cool, cool. Yeah. It's an instrument that has never sounded bad in any song. <laughs> Name one song. Name a dud. Can no, I dud. know. Even our stupid fucking songs that we that we wrote, I I did a little vibraphone thing and it sounded so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking so cool, man. Uh, I also like. I mean, they they do it in more than just this song, but uh, in this one in particular, they 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 do the way that Q-Tip utilizes the loops with the sampling. He doesn't always just use the loop throughout the entirety of a song or even just like within a verse or a chorus or anything. Like he'll stop the loop and then have it have there be like a break, like a silent break or just like add like a little jazz little thing in the background and then come back into that that loop or whatever it is, you know, yeah. a Rhodes piano or vibraphone, whatever, guitar. And I think that's genius. Like it's it adds so much more depth to the actual songs that a lot of hip hop misses out on. I mean, especially I think in the in the last twenty years. It's just especially. It's, it's very. I don't know it's it's very like honest. I feel because because using a loop from an already recorded source and you're just looping it, it, and and if you do it well enough, you don't know where it begins and where it ends. The point of the loop, but when you when you deliberately end the loop. Or I should say, when you deliberately make the listener aware of where you started it and ended the loop, it's like ballsy. It's it's very, it's putting yourself out there, and like you got to be on your game, rap wise, lyric wise, to make mm. that silence not awkward and bad. And Q-Tip yeah. does it a lot. He he stops that loop. He says, "Hey, we're using this four second loop," and there'll be a pause, like a, just a, a, a millisecond pause until he loops it again. But that millisecond, I mean, that silence is deafening, and it's yeah. it's it's ballsy, man. It's like God damn, you got to have so much confidence in yourself to be able to not just continuously loop it where it's seamless, because that's what we know. That's what we think of loops to be. It's just a seamless transition from beginning to end, where we don't know where it begins and we don't know where it ends. Yeah, but damn. That's so you're you're talking about also like the drum loops too, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because like when when there is that silence. And then they they all come in on that that beat or whoever Q-Tip or Fife, they they come in on that beat on that that initial bass drum back into the loop. Oh my god, dude! It's 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 so subtle, but it adds so much like nuance and just I don't know, just gravity to the song. I I don't even know like the right the right term to use. It's dude, they it's, they've been he's doing a fantastic it. producer. They've been doing it since like since like day one too. Even in the, in the song "Can I Kick It," there's there's like a line that that Five says. He says like a, a life filled with, and then it's like a bang noise, is what I'm about or whatever. And it's just it's like mm-hmm. to stop rapping, and then insert a 
I don't know, a, a, a noise and have the entire beat stop, but still kind of keep the flow is, it takes skill. It takes, it takes it skill. And it's not even that great. It's not like the best time I've ever heard it being used, but they do it over and over and over so consistently that um, yeah. it becomes like who they are because they, but not they're not that, afraid to do anything. But when you think about it too, you know, this is 1993, you know, this is before Pro Tools. This is before, uh, you know, digital, digital music, music making or digital, digital production, I guess you could say. So they were literally recording straight from a, from a vinyl 12 inch record or maybe a full length, I don't know, whatever, directly to a tape and then splicing that tape to make it just fit and keep in time and just the, 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 how meticulous he had to have been to create some of these loops and create these songs must have been like mind numbing. Like I can't even imagine just, uh, and just how many, how much trial and error, like thinking like, okay, this beat's going to sound good. Let's record this beat on tape and then splice it on here and this and that. And then he plays it through and it's like, okay, that sound that doesn't sound as good as I thought it was going to be. Let's start over. Yeah. And then you have to fucking start over on tape. I mean, not only is that time consuming, but it's costly too because they're literally using fucking analog tape. Oy. And I, th- I, I think like now I think that we man. now that we collect records and now we're like knee deep into this vinyl shit, this this era of hip hop and this era of of music making, it mm-hmm. clicks harder because not just like the production wise and the recording part of this, but the digging, the digging that they had to do, that Fife yeah. did, that Q Tip did, that that Mr. Muhammad did that everybody was doing digging to find a, a group like the Albino Gorilla. I don't know the fuck Albino Gorilla is, but they found out <laughs> this group named Albino Gorilla released one That's album. That's a cool fucking name, though. Dude, it's a fucking dope artwork, and it's a dope song. But yeah, they, they're... It, it I was different. look it up, but I remember seeing the name. It was a different song on this album that we'll talk about later. But yeah, like just, just to... I don't know, just to be somewhere digging through old-ass vinyl... And at the time, in the 90s, where vinyl was probably damn near worthless, but to be at a record store where they're selling CDs on the front and in the back, like that's where they have all their vinyl. Oh, yeah, we got crates of vinyl back there if you want to dig through them. And then just flipping <laughs> yeah. through with, with like your boys or whatever, and like, oh, dude, this looks fucking dope. Albino Grill, this is cool. What do you think this is? I don't know. Like, who was on it? Who produced it? Where was it recorded? Just knowing about music enough to trust that there's going to be something on here that you like. And then listening mm-hmm. to it because they had to listen to the entire album to get that one drum beat from it. You know what True. I mean? Like there's unless so much single, work. Unless it was like a, a seven inch or something. Unless it was a single, and even so, yeah. we're, now we're now we're buying. Fuck, man! Now we're now we're thinking of like of like every song that we've ever heard. What part of that song do you like the most? I like the drum beat from this one. I like the bass part for this. I like the guitar part for this. But like thinking about how to build a song around that, or having lyrics ready. And say I have a I've I've can I kick it lyrics ready to go, like what would be really cool to put under that, like oh fucking Lou Reed take a walk on the wild side like what, just to be <laughs> so well versed in music, is is just, yeah. it's impressive it, it it, and that's why hip hop I think is just it's so, hip hop is so underrated of this era even though I don't I think eighties hip hop is whatever's at best, I I think it was just so underrated and and. I love it so much because of all of these things that go into it and it just gets shit on so much because it's like, oh, just people fucking throwing out pad words and rapping and I'm paraphrasing old people. That's how they talk. Yeah, yeah. 
It's just people throwing out rap or bad words and, and, and talking. It's not real music. They're not playing any instruments. Like, but they're fucking, they're putting in it's more way, work than like actual musicians are. Yeah, it's way more calculated than anything. Like, my God. And then I think it was, what was I? I think it was after the Love Movement record. I could be mistaken with, with the timeline, but uh, after that record came, or right before that record came out, the, uh, I guess Q-Tip's house had burned down. And he lost like twenty thousand vinyl records. Like yeah. the entire collection was gone. Yep. And and the computers at the time that he had like unreleased music on, everything was gone. Twenty thousand vinyl records. Gone. That's it. That that's it. That's all. And then he actually he was so like disheartened by it to where like he actually went and took drum lessons and he took lessons in, in different styles of music and everything to kind of make up for what he lost in the fire with all those records because i mean that that's a that's an enormous collection first of all but it, an enormous collection of just making actual music not just listening to it but literally creating music from all that shit and you have to start from scratch after 20 years it's fucking nuts it's 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 absolutely fucking bonkers yeah. and, I, and, and and like some of the greats in hip-hop i think are better musicians ear wise than some of the greats in like rock history like like some of the oh, yeah. like you can hold Q-Tip next to like Jimmy Page as far as having an ear for just music, and they are like equals in that respect. Like obviously Q doesn't play instruments as well as Jimmy yeah. Page does, obviously, but that's <laughs> just like an ear for just hearing music and saying that's a fucking dope beat. Hearing that's pop a great sensibility. Drum. Yes, yeah. like that's like some of these hip hoppers are up there with the rock gods, but they're never like talked about in that respect, and that bothers yeah. me. And when, and when you think about it, like like what you said, that, that comparison between Q-Tip and Jimmy Page, it could be made with Dr. Dre and Jimmy Page or Kanye and Jimmy Absolutely. Page. Or LP and Jimmy Page. Because when you really think about Led Zeppelin, I mean, we all know the first record, especially Led Zeppelin record, are covers. But it's their rendition of a cover. It's no different than cover than, than covering another person's song. Absolutely. It really is. Exactly. Because it's your own rendition. You're just doing it in a different way. But it's the same exact thing. So people who ever, like older generations or whoever, whoever like argue that, you know, hip hop is not nearly as good as say Led Zeppelin or Rolling Stones or whoever, you know, that's just silly boy talk because the amount of effort that went into it is so much more. I think it's actually more. It is more. For sure it is more. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's usually one guy rather than four or five guys covering one song. It's an antiquated, linear way of thinking about music, and and I think like, I mean, I I don't, I, I'm not a classical guy by any means, whatever. But I, I think just like the the people in the past that have pushed music to be better and and more abstract and just more personal, like if you if you probably talk to them, if you talk to like Beethoven, when he's he's writing like some of his best, he was probably a guy that was very progressive thinking. He was probably a guy that that thought very very differently than everybody else was thinking and that's why he's making music that is so iconic to today like music is is meant to be abstract and not linear and that's why mm-hmm. some of the greatest musicians of all time are, are people that have just gone their own way yeah. and, and done mind their own you, thing mind you us talking about classical music is very much based in ignorance because we don't know sure what the fuck we're talking about but i get what you i totally understand what you're saying sure I just oh, I, 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 I love hip hop. I love all hip hop. I I also love 
today's hip hop. I, I think it's a, it's an ever changing, forming genre, and I'm super happy that we're in the middle of it. I'm, I'm happy that we're old enough now to, to kind of like see the forming of a new generation of hip hop. That's really cool. No, I get it. I understand. It's but it's just still very difficult for me to. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of bad oh, stuff man. out there. There's there's a lot of bad stuff. It's like out there. it's like it's almost like ninety five percent bad, five percent good. And it's not even like bad. It's like really bad. Like there's some yeah. shit out there that's like really fucking like bad. You, you got it. You got a really fucking dick. But that might also be you know a product of the internet. You know th- the fact that everything is there. Everything we can literally look for anything, and we're gonna find it. Yeah. But oh man, yeah, there's some garbage shit, and I I just I don't I don't trap music man i just don't it's terrible i just don't get it man it's not all bad for the most part it is, it uh, is. i mean okay i don't know so uh back to award tour let's wrap this one up yes yeah. we, we still got it sure a lot of stuff here uh so what do you got lyrically on this one um so a, a couple of things here i like how fife says that he's dynamut yeah uh, which i i, I I don't know who fucking Dynamite is. I guess it was a cartoon in the '90s or something, or in the '80s, probably actually. Um, but it's it's got it's kind of a cool plan words, like 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 his his five dog, and he's saying like I'm Dynamut, like he's saying he's a dog, but like Dynamut was a superhero dog, like Hong Kong Fooey type of thing. Was it from Jetsons? Right, Dynamut. No, maybe it wasn't from Jetsons. I don't know. I've never seen the I've never seen this cartoon. I've looked at a picture of it. I've never seen this cartoon before. Oh, but it reminded me of like Hong Kong Fooey. And Hong Kong Fooey is like a superhero dog. And I think it's cool that Five Dog is embracing like the dog moniker, but then also saying that he's better than that. And then also, dude, I always love a good baseball reference. Anytime I can I can plug baseball cuz even more so now than ever in my life, we need baseball. It might not come back. But ever again, it's, it's quite possible that if this, <laughs> if this, dude, this could kill baseball forever. And it, honestly, it saddens me. Like a life without baseball to me is 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 honestly like no joke. It it is very sad and depressing for me because it's. Just, I know you're a big baseball guy, dude. It's just it's a part of my life for sure. But he mentions Braves and the Yanks, dude. Great teams in the '90s, the '98 Yankees, or arguably one of the greatest baseball teams that has ever lived. And so for mm-hmm. him to say. That that he's he's better than the '90s Braves and Yankees, and both from different leagues too. So he's he's essentially he is saying that he's better than all of baseball. He has more hits than all of baseball. So that's cool. And he's been going back and forth from Atlanta to New York at the time, flying. I think that was uh, that was solid. That was cool. I like it. It was a cool reference. Yeah, yeah. Especially for like one line. It the, means the, so the much. Line. Like one line means so much. Yeah. That's, so the, the Dino Mutt. So I thought it was Jetsons, but it obviously it's not. It's with another character called Blue Falcon, and then uh, Blue Falcon is the character from. Um, you ever watch uh, Harvey Birdman? Mm-mm. I mean, I've you seen Harvey Birdman. Cartoon yes. Show? Yeah, well, he was one of I've the only, characters actually, on that. I've watched Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Was there a Harvey Birdman before that? Yeah, he, there. All those characters on that show were all. All the big characters were all from Hanna Bar. They're all Hanna Barbera characters, and but yeah, Blue Falcon was on that sh- on that show, and he played like the the sophisticated lawyer and shit like that. Blue Falcon, that's yeah, what like very stupid. That's what you call like 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 
like in the academy, they, they we would call people blue falcons who would be like raise their hand, be like, oh, uh, teacher, you didn't uh, sign homework today. Like that was that's a blue falcon, a BF, a buddy fucker because he just like fucked everybody <laughs> for saying some stupid ass shit. That's what you call a blue falcon. And it's funny. Right. <laughs> oh god, Hanna Barbera was like the bootleg superheroes for like DC and Marvel. But like Hanna Barbera was, le- they had some legit shows. No, no, though. they did. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. But superhero wise, yeah, it was it was the bootleg of superheroes. Ain't nobody watched Hanna Barbera for fucking the. Superhero stuff, dude. Flintstones and Jetsons is all you need. Remember when the Flintstones? We, well, I thought like we Bear talked too. about Flintstones when the Flintstones met, met the Jetsons. Wait, was that that was just like, a cartoon? Yeah, but like they had a, they had a spinoff where it was like the Jetsons meet the Flintstones, and they're yeah, in they, the they, same they, they universe on the same timeline. But I feel like we talked about this like a month ago. Mm, no, we didn't talk about it on the pod. But like the Jetsons exist at the same time as the Flintstones. There like was there was yeah no there was a crossover. I know, I know there was a cross. I, 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 it was a fucking fantastic crossover. But I swear that we talked about this like a month ago. No, we didn't talk about it. Fuck. We definitely didn't talk about it. Okay. Because it's such a weird thing to even talk about. I, I mean, I, I would definitely remember that. I love uh, Anyway, we even talk about lyrics on this. Do you want to talk about lyrics or do you want to move on? Oh, I mean, this was, it just seemed like they were just super happy and excited to be famous and popular. And this is kind of like their self-hype song, just kind of giving credit to themselves for working so hard. That's just, that's what I got, really. Yeah, that's what I got, too. It's like it's them saying, like, we're better than everybody else, you know, all around the world. We're the best. And now we just want to go home and relax. We've took we've taken two years to to, like, build ourselves up and and do all that. But now we just kind of have to take a break. And that's what this is. But we're still on top. That's, yeah. that's what I got on this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So that. That was your um, 7B, huh? That was my 7B, yeah. So what's your 1B? Dude, you better have some. Your 1B better be really good. Pretty good. My 1B is We Can Get Down. Okay. Really? We Can Get Down. That's one of the later tracks. No, no, it's not. No, that's my that's my 6B. Dude, we Can Get Down your, is my 6B. What is your fucking 1B? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably some. It's probably the opening. Tra- it's probably fucking Midnight Marauders tour guide. That's probably your one B. <laughs> yeah, the intro. Yeah. Uh, so what do you got on this one? Uh, we can get dra- uh, so like musically. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm just laughing at because you're just so mad. I don't. I, I don't know why. Because I don't know what your one. You, you, come on, dude, this song was fucking beautiful. It's amazing. You were gonna say beautiful. I was. It is beautiful. It's, it's fantastic. It's a Dude, That's not dr- a word you throw you throw around often on the pot. Beautiful. Because <laughs> <laughs> nothing is beautiful except for my dog Phoenix. She's beautiful. Oh, she's such a lady. <laughs> such a lady. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, only, the, only, the only one of my four dogs that I like. <laughs> the other three are fucking worthless. <laughs> Leave the door open. Hope they run away. Worthless <laughs> dogs. Dude, we can get down, dude. Solid uh, drum beat. It's super heavy. It sounds deep. Fife and Q are just absolute perfect here. They are pieces mm-hmm. to each other. Like they are just like the yin and yang. This is like I think this is their best on this album. This is the best time that they kind of like play off each other. And mm-hmm. my favorite part of this is Fife, but like when Q comes in, I think it's the smoothest and nicest on the entire album. Q comes in and it's just like fucking butter. It is just it's like when Tom comes in on I Miss You. It's like, <laughs> Mark is great. 
It's fantastic. But dude, yeah, when, yeah. when Tom comes in, like panties drop. When Q comes in here, <laughs> panties drop. Like, but I feel like that that are that's most of the songs on this. That's like all the songs on this mm-mm, record. Mm-mm. No, because because Fife is not just a hype man for Q. Fife well, is his not. own thing. Mark is a hype man for Tom most of the time, realistically, because Tom's wow. He is. It's fine though. <laughs> that's 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 fine. There's wow. nothing wrong with that. Flavor Flav's a hype man for for Chuck D. But without without Flav, Chuck D wouldn't be as powerful. Not a big deal. It's fine. Okay. But, All right. but, but Fife here, dude, dude, Fife is on fire. My favorite line from this lap, from this, from this, uh, from this song here is "crushing competition like Italians on grapes." Oh, I like that one too. Dude, come on, like, are you kidding me with this? It is so fucking funny. A lot of but, the, a lot of the lyrics here too are kind of they didn't age that well. He says some things over the course yeah. of the album that didn't age very well, but goddamn, crushing competition like Italians on grapes. I just, I lost it. I fucking lost it. I laughed. I thought it was so good. I threw my hands up like I'm, I'm like shooing somebody down. Like, oh damn god, that was so good. Oh, I love it. Yeah, love it. Well, I mean, even the 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 two lines before it. it too many candy wrappers seem to be at the top. Too much candy is no good. So now I'm closing the shop. And then crushing competition like Italians on grapes. They close and shop. I mean, like I'm done with it. I'm yeah. done with these other bullshit rappers. And this these is pop these pop rappers. Pop bubblegum pop rappers. And that's that's why this song is so great, is because Five talks a lot about like doing the hip hop thing just because he enjoys it rather than for like a paycheck or a job. And mm-hmm. like we will see that later on when he loses interest in Tribe Called Quest, is he doesn't like the fact that he goes to he goes to work. He doesn't like going to the studio and feeling like 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 it's a job. Like he's he's yeah. doing this for a paycheck. He wants to do it because he loves it. And that's kind of like where the, the, the disconnect happened between Fife and like you. And I also like when, when Fife says, How can a reverend preach when a rev can't define the music of our youth from nineteen seventy nine? But the idea or like playing to the notion that like how can you preach something to someone without ever being in that person's shoes or experiencing mm-hmm. it? And the biggest thing that comes to my mind, which is a topic that I've I've talked about before, and it, it makes sense, but like therapy, when therapy, when when especially like troops coming home and seeking help from therapists, but they're seeking help from therapists that have never been in war or never seen battle or never enlisted. So how can you really mm-hmm. help somebody without actually ever being in their shoes? Because it just seems like disingenuous at that point. The person you're trying to help doesn't quite trust you because they don't believe that you have ever really experienced what they're going through. And I think it's, it's like a throwaway line that he just, he just rails through real quick, but it kind of, it, it, it kind of goes into like the native tongues. It kind of goes into like the black community of the early nineties and, and a lot of other concepts that they will talk about on this album before and after it's good. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is. And kind of, th- kind of going back to what you were saying about the making of, of, you know, records from this group you know after this there was there was that kind of disconnect between q and and fife dog because there was it was it wasn't as fun but when you when you look at the making of this record they they wrote this record in fife dog's grandma's basement in new york like they set up shop there and that's where they they did everything but then recorded elsewhere but everything was done like kind of just relax in a very relaxed mood they had jerobi come down and and just like tell jokes and just chill and smoke and do whatever you know and then obviously that was lost after this record 
and then if you read like the the little bit of the backstory on the last record they kind of uh q-tip and and five dog kind of went back to that old style where they recorded the last record kind of in secret nobody knew that they were recording anything and they were going or fife was going over to q-tip's place his studio and they were just like five dog would just watch tv and just kind of say yeah that sounds good or just it was just very kind of just hanging out rather than making music or just kind of making it seem like a job and that's honestly where he shines and i feel like his lyrics kind of show that because they're they're not they're serious but they're 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 i guess coded in like a like in humor and uh and i like that a lot I, he he acts more like a battle rapper than than Q-Tip does who's more much more subtle in what he's trying to to portray and i love it are you, it's, I, I mean, the, if, if you if you had to like pick which which is your favorite between the two, who, who would you pick? Who would you pick? I think I think Fife has better Fife has better lyrics and better delivery. Well, not delivery, but better. I say he has better lyrics, but I like Q Tip's delivery better. I like how smooth Q is. I love that smoothness, but Fife has that that he has that that sharp delivery where it's a little bit more aggressive, but it's not. It's not like he's attacking you. It's more of just like in a, I guess, self-deprecating kind of way. Because he does make fun of himself, but he also like says, like, I'm, I know I'm better than you, and this is why. <laughs> like, it's that, it's that, that that's confidence. Like, like, that's like exactly how, how I would describe him, too. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not, it's not necessarily arrogance. It's straight-up confidence. It's like it's, but, so, but it's he, so beyond he arrogance that, that he's he doesn't even care anymore. He, he's happy making fun of himself constantly because he he legit believes and knows that he is better than everybody else. So good. It is. It's fantastic. So let's play a little bit of uh, of this song of uh, We Can Get Down and then uh, we'll get into, the, I guess, a little bit more of the lyrics and then we'll go from there. So here it is, uh, We Can Get Down from a Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> We can get down, we can we can get down, we can get down, we can we can get down, we can get down, we can we can get down, we can get down, we can we can get down, we can get down, we can we can get down, we can get down, we can we can get down, we can get down, we can we can get down, we can get down, we can we can get down, it's like that man, it's like that girl, it's like that man, it's like that girl, it's like that man, it's like that girl, it's like that man. With the Joe Smoke flow. If you don't know me by now, you never know. Stepping on my critics, beating on my foes. The plan is to stay focused, only then I can go. Straight from the heart, I represent hip hop. I be three albums deep, but I don't wanna go pop. Too many candy rappers seem to be at the top. Too much candy is no good, so now I'm closing the shop. Crushing competition like your tigers on grapes. My rhyme styles be bending like a Ron G tape. My man, where you going? You can't escape. When the tribe is in the house, it means nobody is safe. I can't ever reverend preach when a rap can't define The music of our youth from 1979 We rap by what we see, meaning reality From people busting caps like Mandela being free Not every MC be with the negativity We have a slew of rappers pushing positivity Hip-hop will never die, yo, it's all about the rap For Mayor Barry smoking crack, the speech about that The trash you talk won't matter, that old bogus chatter The more that you condemn us, it only makes us better When I talk, I know I'm talking for hip-hop was all around You know you love the sound, we get down Oh, it's like that man, it's like 
There you go, we can get down from a tribe called Quest. So, I mean, we, we touched upon, you know, already a, a bit of the lyrics, you know, just how they're talking about they're, they're on top of their game and they're just kind of sick of the bubblegum pop. It's really what it is. They don't, they don't believe in that shit, which I like. I and also, so, he, so Fife also mentions that not all rappers are about the negativity Mm-hmm. And that's like this is this is the height of like the East Coast versus West Coast feud, and yeah, tribe like yeah. s- is staying true to their origins, and I like that this I truly believe this is a very very subtle dig, at the kind of formulaic, you know, style of 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 gangster rap, really, yeah. And I mean, we yeah. this is an explosion of gangster rap in the nineties, and. A lot of it is good, but we only know that a lot of it is good because all the stuff that we haven't heard is actually really, really bad. And it's just formulaic and dumb and trash. And I like that that he kind of calls out in a very, very subtle way because you can get fucking killed. The Shook Knight's going to kill you. So you can't like straight up <laughs> say that the gangster rap scene is, is, is dumb and, and formulaic and, and boring. But he kind of says it here. Yeah, yeah. But then, and I forgot what song it is right now, but there's another song where they kind of shout out everybody, you know, East Coast, West Coast, you know, Dr. Luke down in Florida, uh, you know, some of the guys in Georgia, like they, they, they throw out like respect to other rappers in other regions, which yeah. I think is so cool. Let's clap so your hands. He's, cool. he's throwing fucking he's everybody. Yeah. He's throwing out everybody. Yeah. It's, it's really, really good. But uh, what it, okay. So in this particular song, we can get down. Um, that what is that that sample that he uses that that down down? It's just that. Oh wow, that's pretty good. No, but you know, I don't even know what kind of instrument. What instrument is it? <laughs> is it just like a keyboard? I I would assume it's all just some type of synth sound. But it's a sample. For, I don't know if it's Billy Squire or what, because it says that they 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 sampled like Eric B and Rakim, Billy Squire and and, and Bill Cosby. I don't. Yeah, I, Bill Cosby. I never heard I the, Bill the Bill Cosby thing. Cosby. I, I, I assume that the, that would be Billy Squire because the Eric B. and Rakeem thing was later on. But yeah. Billy Squire would make sense because, you know, he's like a rock musician and, and he did like rock stuff. But yeah. I don't know, like fucking boring too. Like just boring music. <laughs> but they use it so well in this song. I know. Well, they, they also use another uh, sample in a different song too by another boring musician, I think. Yeah, I don't. I, that's again, like you're, you're giving life to. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck am I, right? But you're giving life to a really, really boring musician and Billy Squire, and then Bob James later on. My God, just boring, <laughs> boring fucking music. So I think that's, I think that's really cool, and even, and especially too because like Billy Squire, I've had his albums that I've sold, and he yeah. just he just does not sell. Like nobody wants his shit. And in a couple of his albums, he's like he was big in like the eighties, I think, and then maybe into the early nineties. Seventies to, too, seventies, seventies as well. But to, I don't maybe he had like a band or something in the seventies, but for sure, like the eighties, he was like really big in the eighties. I mean, really big. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was that big. I just think I don't know. But I, no, I don't he, know. Was he was big. He was big. To be to be well read of eighties, boring rock, 
and then using that into your hip hop, I think again is just is just showcasing how how much effort is put into this. You know what I mean? Like how much how much effort is is going on into into putting together these hip hop songs. Oh man, it's really good stuff. It's really good stuff. What is so what is your, your what is your one B? Yeah, this is my this is my one B. This is the, the, the this song my is one, amazing. Dumb. My my one B is clap your hands. <laughs> of course it is. You little cut. Why? What do you mean? Of course it is. That's all right. No, clap your hands again. That's my A B. That's fine. No, is it really? It is my A B. Yeah. But why? I mean, that, well, because I, I have seven other songs I think are better. That, that's. <laughs> I was so low. I don't get it. I mean. I don't. I don't know. It's funny though because I just said like oh. the the other person, the Bob James, the guy just he's he's a smooth jazz slash fusion jazz pop shit. It's just fucking trash music. <laughs> God, I fucking hate this guy, Bob James. Okay, but this song is fantastic. I know, and that's what's so bizarre is because that song Nautilus that is that is sampled here in the beginning. It's been sampled by so many fucking other hip hoppers like EPMD, Slick Rick, Public Enemy, Run DMC, like all of these early f- people in hip hop sampled this this guy, and I mm-hmm. I I don't understand it because his music is so fucking boring. And I've come across I actually still have a lot of his albums in my to sell pile, not this one though because I looked, but I um I do have a lot of Bob James that I'm trying to sell, and it's, it's just it's trash. It's just fucking garbage. Absolute trash. Which again is just it's a testament to how great these diggers are because really one man's trash is another man's treasure. That's perfect here because Pop James is just dumb music, but they've taken it and flipped it and made a fucking killer song out of it. I mean just just the scratching of the hook, you know, the clap your hands. It's it's so classic of this era. I mean it's it's the perfect amount of scratching to where it's not obnoxious and it just adds to the hook so fucking well. And then Fife and Q each have their own extended verses, super fucking long, a lot of words. Um, but they're they're telling stories, and I, and I like it. That, that's that's kind of the genius behind, I feel, like the golden age of hip-hop. It's, you're, you're telling a, it's a narrative. It's, it's, there is, I mean, there's a ton of rhyming in this, but in a lot of old-school hip-hop, there wasn't a ton of rhyming. It was more just like a monologue almost. Yeah, you don't need music. a rhyme, sure. It's it's. I mean, that's that that's a good way to put like, like not just the golden age of hip hop, but just just hip hop in general is a telling of a story. And I mean, that's yeah, like that's how blues music is essentially started from spirituals and and folklore and, and early early countries. You're telling a story of whatever you want to tell, and it's just put to a beat. And mm-hmm. I I think that like at its at its core, really really good hip hop is just a really good telling of a story. And yeah, clap your hands. Not like the best story, but just throwing out a bunch of fucking, just throwing out a bunch of names. But I do like how Fife name drops like everyone imaginable that he loves or admires, but also makes a point to say that if he was a solo artist, he would be his own favorite rapper. <laughs> yeah, he does say it's so good. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid. I love it. But he doesn't really call out the the other sucker MCs. You know, he. He mostly just shouts out the people that he likes. But then it, there was, um, I don't know if it, I can't even remember right now, but on one of the songs on Genius lyrics, if it said like Sucker, like it's, Sucker's MC was highlighted. So, you know, you can read the, the annotation. Yeah. And on the annotation under Sucker MC was Run DMC. Ah, well, like, a, like, a, like a seven inch of Run DMC. And I thought that was pretty funny. Well, that's because that, that's, that's the, you know, I'm the king of rock. There isn't none higher. Sucker MCs can call me sire. That's, 
Like they essentially almost invented like the sucker MCs yeah. line. I I liked it though. I liked it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. Otherwise, I mean, the song is. I think it's one of the catchiest things on the record, considering it doesn't have like a overly pop. I mean, it's not. It's not a pop melody or a pop. A pop chorus, but it's uh, it's really really good. And this is one of those songs too where. Uh, they they use the the starting and stopping of of the loop of whatever like the Rhodes piano in this specific song they started and stop it uh, during the verses so there's there's like a break in it before coming back in and it's just so subtle and it just sounds so nice and then there's even a part where like like we were talking about earlier where everything stops and then once that first bass drum hits back in that's when that's when I think Fife comes back in and and just kind of lays it down perfectly perfectly in, in time and on beat it's it's fantastic um, yeah this is but it's yeah a good song this is a f- fucking fantastic song i mean i guess i mean let's get into the lyrics real quick i mean we already touched upon it a bit and then we'll play i want to play it real quick but i mean really they, they both talk about the same things but q is in his verse he's a little bit more subtle about it but they're really just talking about how they're they're pretty much the biggest in the game and uh, people just don't understand underground the underground scene like they should, and in the end, Cube challenges people to come to come and step up to him, so he could just destroy them, which I like a lot. It's always like like I I mean the brief I, I didn't watch the doc the the whatever doc it was called the based on the beats oh, yeah. and rhymes or whatever I I was meaning to and I forgot, but I I, I I've always felt like Tribe is a group that knows they're better than everybody else, but would never, would never like dismiss someone for wanting to be better and like asking for help. Like they would never, they would, they never turn their back on somebody. If somebody wanted to be a better rapper, if somebody wanted to be a, a, a better member of society, I feel like tribe and just like the native tongues and like jungle brothers and De La Soul, they just, they all seem so willing to help other hip hoppers and even like Queen Latifah and like anybody mm-hmm. from the native tongues era. And just a lot of different people in hip hop community are that type of person to just want to build a better future for like the next generation. And Tribe is like one of those groups. Whereas I think like some of the gangster rap guys like Dr. Drain and pretty much anybody from Death Row, I don't think I like that at all. No. I, I, th- I think viewed competition as as such as competition and, and we need to eliminate competition rather than build each other up to build something better. Yeah, that's very, very true. I mean, gangster rap is not welcoming at all. Unless you've already been ingrained into that scene, like, you're not going to be accepted. Yeah. At so, all. You know, but, like, <laughs> it's also, too, with like, with, like, bars and restaurants. I mean, it's just, like, the bar I work at, it's, it's, it's like we should be networking with the coffee shop in the same parking lot and doing, like, a, a coffee and beer thing. I don't know. Let's build each other up because it's so easy for Buffalo Wild Wings to come in and take us all out. So why not yeah. network with each other and say, yeah, we close at nine o'clock, but the bar across the street doesn't close till two o'clock. And if you bring this mm-hmm. coupon over, you get fucking a free beer or something. And this is just kind of like the the thought that we don't have maybe as Americans or just as where we live at now in this time and age where we don't want to build each other up because the competition is, is so is such that we're we need to eliminate competition rather than help each other be that's bigger, true, be better. That's that's a very, very good point. That's American society to a T. Absolutely. Unless you're in a small community. That, that's just how it is. 
Yeah, clap All your right. hands. Clap your hands. There so we yeah. go. Here's a uh, here's a bit of clap your hands from a tribe called Quest. There you go. Clap your hands from a tribe called Quest. All right. So we have anything left on this one, or do you want to get to your two B? What do you think? I we already did my two B. Oh wait, or not two B? What was your two B? Was, was uh, a word tour? Oh, a word tour. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I fucking hate that phrase. I know it's it's the worst. It's it sounds like we're throwing worst. in a W somewhere in the in the tour part. The tour. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like T W O R. Oh, you are. Tour. Tour. Just sounds weird. I don't like it. I don't like it either. It's very dumb. Yeah. What, is, right. what, is, what is your 2B? My 2B is the next song. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where does it sit for you? That's a 5B. Uh, that is a 5B. You are the worst. 5B? What are you talking about? We're only 3Bs away. <laughs> oh, shit. So this one, uh, this one has Busta. Busta Rhymes. He's the one who does the, oh, my God, yes. Oh, my, oh God. my God. Oh, my God. It's oh my god, oh my god! It's Busta. It's it's so stupid, but he's so um, he's so recognizable. I I absolutely love it. Um, this is uh this is actually this was a single too, right? If I'm not mistaken, I think their third or fourth single. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, and then you know this is there's a lot of jazz stuff here. I mean, I I do really love that that double bass stand up bass loop that they use. It's 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 so kind of it's not busy sounding but it's just i love that sound i love that stand-up bass sound especially in hip-hop i think it sounds so cool it really it really gives a song more depth than just a normal i guess electric bass sound i i, I don't even know what i'm trying to say here no it, I, I, I just think this is just a great throwback it's, great throwback. it's fucking squirrely but it's funny because the intro it's like the intro makes me laugh because that's the sound you make when you do like, 
little cry, <laughs> cry chop noise. What do you mean, like an idiot? I mean, I don't know. I don't know how often you do these like cry chop noises, but like I do them all the time. That's that's what it sounds like, and it's so stupid. I love it. And dude, Buster Rhymes, Buster Rhymes is a guy that that you like. If you if you if you're our age, you know who Buster Rhymes is, but you yeah. don't. You don't realize what a prolific and really, really good rapping career he has had because you only think of him just as like, oh, Bust Rhymes, can he rap fast? And he's really good at what he does, right? Yeah. But like you don't you don't really like know how great he is. But he's fucking fantastic. He is like I said, he he's Bust Rhymes is for sure like a top ten rapper of all time. Maybe top fifteen if I if if I had to really get into it. But for sure fifteen or ten. Guy's I fantastic. Agree. I would agree. And it's 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 uh dude he got his fun like Chuck D gave him the name Buster Rhymes. You know, so like if, oh, I didn't if, know if, that. If Chuck D is like it's like saying, Hey dude, you're so dope that I'm gonna give you a fucking nickname. Like that you know you made it. You know you made it. Yeah, that that's very true. Very true. And yeah, it's it's like it's like Buster Rhymes comes in with the oh my god thing and all he says is the oh my god. And it's become like this iconic chorus in, in hip hop history to where everybody fucking knows. Oh my god, it is so stupid, but it's so good. Why is I think it so even, good? I think even Tribe reused it, or maybe Busta used on it on this album. They reused it. Did they re? Oh yeah, yeah, they did. They at do the it again. End. Yeah, yeah. at the very end. Yeah, because yeah. it was so goddamn yeah. good. They used it again. <laughs> and it's just oh, uh, his his it's fantastic. He is great. But but let's 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 get back to Fife and um. Yeah, the other guy. Q. Yeah, Q. <laughs> I I do like that they um, I do like when when they share a verse together. It always it's always a good segue between the two of them. I mean, uh, Fife gets the no 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 Q gets the first and third verse, and then and then they share the second verse and and I think it's just like I said I like Q's kind of smooth delivery and it's really nice when Fife and Q play off of each other in that second verse. I I think it's really really good, and it it, may, it it goes along with kind of the as kind of chaotic as Busta is in the in the hook, the the song itself it's itself is kind of a laid back kind of rhythm. It's not it's not punching you in the face like some of the the drum beats and and parts of of some other tribe songs are, and I really like that. There's a lot of nuance on here and. You know, even even the 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 crackle of the vinyl. You know, it's as silly as mm. it sounds, and 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 everything like that. It, it's a really nice, nice nuance to the entire song. But I, w- I will I will I will also say that that in my vinyl now that we're collecting, now that we're learning more about it, I don't want any crackle on my vinyl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you you also don't want any of it. That's not what you're supposed to hear when people say, "Oh, I like the vinyl sound because I like the crackles and the pop." No, that's not what no. You, that's not what the musician <laughs> wants you to hear. That's just people <laughs> didn't take care of their fucking vinyl. But but I will say, my God, when they so like so I was just taking it back a little bit to to low end theory. When they were when they were um, uh, digging in crates and 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 making beats, they worked hard to get rid of the crackle. They worked hard to get rid of the pops to make yeah. like a clean sounding record. This one they did like the opposite. They said, "Fuck it, whatever you find, you know, if it sounds like shit, just just play it anyway." And there are some tracks on here that are very very crackly, like "Midnight" for one, like the sixth track. That's very very crackly. But mm-hmm. I love, I love that they do like the crackly vinyl thing on here. It's just, it's, it's nostalgic kind of for, for 
a, a different reason. It makes it sound kind of like old and authentic. It makes it sound more real. It makes it sound like it's, 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 uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. It's, just, it's, it, it's, it sounds great. I love it. It kind of fills in the gaps for any sort of quiet part. It, it's a nice, like, it's a nice filler. That's really what it is. It's a filler to the, to everything else, which we don't hear a lot of. What do you got lyrically on this one? Uh, well, I just I, I just scrolled up here, so I got Oh, you did? Okay, that's fine. I mean, do you want to play the song, or should we even play the song? I don't know. What do you think? Why can I not? There we go. Yeah. Oh, no. So, no, if you got something to say, say, I don't know. What do you want to do? No, no, no. What do you got? What do you got? Um. So I, I like I like when Five says that he says he likes his beats hard, like two-day-old <laughs> shit. I wrote that down, too. Dude, it's so fucking stupid, because... What he's saying is he likes his shit stale. He likes his beat stale, right? But he didn't want to say stale, but we all know that you leave bread out for two days, it's going to be hard as a fucking rock. <laughs> but when you say the word stale, that's a different kind of uh, a concept of what you're describing. When you say that you're leaving your shit out, like, okay, I know what, what you're talking about. You're saying that you like your stuff hard, like two-day-old bread. I get it. But he's very particular not to use the word <laughs> stale, which is just such a... God, it's such a fine line to walk because if you mm-hmm. use the word stale, you've lost all credibility. That's all true. credibility. Yeah. But using this idiom as I like my shit like two days old, like God damn, I fucking love that so much because it's it's flirting with disaster. It yeah. really is. And I love it. <laughs> I wrote that exact fucking lyric. <laughs> it's <body>. so good. <laughs> It really is, really is. Dude, and Five drops in so hard on this, only because he's set up by Mark. He's set up by Q in that first verse. Five drops in hard because Q sets him up so mm-hmm. great. And he comes yeah. in hard, he comes in right away, and it's 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 aggressive and fantastic. It truly is. Truly a great song. So here's a little bit of uh, Clap Your Hands from Tribe Called Quest. I mean, I mean, oh my! Why did I not? Why did you clap your hands? Oh, I meant, cool! Oh my God. So we're, we're, we're still here's here. A, that's that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> here's oh my God from a tribe called Quest. Everybody, the bottom line. I'm a black intellect, but I'm refined. Be precision like the bullet, target bound. Just living like a hookup, the harlot sounds. Now, when I say the harlot, you know I need the hot. Eat of the equator, the buff that's in the pot. Jalik, Jalik, you wind up your hip. Drafting of the poets, I'm the number seven pick. Licks, 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 boy, on your backside. Licks, 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 boy, on your backside. Listen to the fader, Shahid, let's it glide. Took the earthly body, heavens on my side. Even in Santa Domingo, and I got a gringo. We got mics, when do we go? Know a little nigga who can rhyme when you ask me. Short, dark, and plus his voice is fast. Like one for the trouble, two for the bass. You know the style tip, it's time to flip this. I like my beats hard like two-day-old shit. Steady eating booty MCs like cheese grits. My man, I'll be sure he's in effect mode. Used to have a crush on doing for men vote. It's not like honey dick would want to get with me. But just in case I own my condoms, then see you'll see. Now the formula is this me, Tip and Ali. For those who can't count, it goes one, two, three. They right, pick up this who I be. Brothers find it's hard to do, but never me. Some others try to disbelieve. 
You see him bitching me, not care about them DBMC. My shit is hitting. Trini Gladiator, anti-hesitator. Shahid push the fader. From here to Grenada. Mr. Energetic, who me sound pathetic. When's the last time you heard a funky diabetic? There you go. Oh my God. From a tripod class. Truly a banger. Truly a Truly banger. Five banger. banger, sure. Ah, two B. But so then what's your what's your three B then? Uh I'm scrolling here. Oh, uh it's the fifth track. Sucka Ninja. That's my that's ah, my three B. That uh that song is my uh that's my three B as well. No, it's my four B, I'm sorry. It's my four B. This is um this is interesting because I, I I love the beat here. There's a lot of that that kind of offbeat synth sound, and it's got mm-hmm. a super squirrely bass line. Yeah, but it's kind of cool because, like, they don't use the N word that often in their first couple records. They don't they don't drop it as much as like gangster rap did in the early days. They just they just don't. And this is cool because it kind of gets into like a history lesson of the origin of the word. But more so, just on cues like, like thoughts on the word, and and I don't think he fully embraces using the word, but he recognizes the word's impact on, on like not just like like the upper class black community, but as also like the the black youth community, mm-hmm. and it's it's like he's stuck in this the, like like the middle of two different generations, and he's trying to get a, a, a little deeper on the word itself. But also while throwing the word out constantly, yeah, he uses it a lot. They use which is so fucking cool. It's just like, like we're talking about one thing, and whether or not we should even be using that word while using that word constantly. Yeah, I I think that's it's genius. I think that is that is that it's like a subtle. I don't know. It's it's subtle, but it's not subtle. It's subtle because mm-hmm. you don't realize that it's even happening until it's already. You know, six of the word deep, and by the word, it's 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 not ninja. We I, we here at Radio dot com, we replace <laughs> the n word with ninja. With ninja, yeah. You know, it's whatever. But yeah, damn, it's a banger of a song. It is, and I, from kind of what I, I agree with you lyrically on on this one, and it's kind of him also talking about how like the the youth, the younger generation, is trying to reclaim that word and trying to make it something to where it's not as derogatory to use for them because it was like you said it was kind of a history lesson it was a it was a derogatory term from from the white people using it towards you know african-american black people whatever and this is them reclaiming that and just kind of making it their own and just kind of making an i i don't want to say making an, an identity for it but just kind of lessening the impact of the actual word amongst themselves that makes any sense i don't know yeah but that's kind of what i get and and i and and i understand what you're saying like he q-tip is stuck in the middle he's he's part of the old guard but he's still young enough to to relate to the young to the younger people of uh of the generation so i thought i thought it was a really well done song and uh yeah I, i have really no issues with it and i mean musically too i that baseline it's super fucking busy and squirrely like you said it's and, so good <laughs> and and the way the way that the 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 Rhodes p i guess it's just a Rhodes piano i don't know whatever sample he's using it just accompanies the the baseline so perfect and it just they they go hand in hand so well and it 
musically, I think it's just an amazing, amazing, amazing song. The way he cut it up and looped it and, and all that shit. And then at the end, uh, you know, Ali Shahid, he fucking rips it up scratching. And like, he has these like moments where like, especially towards the end of songs where they just kind of like let him do his thing and just kind of scratch and, and kind of solo, kind of solo out the song. And that's essentially what this one is too. Yeah, a lot kind of, of like the, 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 the outros to these songs are just very, very, almost like you're changing a radio station and like someone's coming out with a disclaimer, especially in the first half of the album where the outros, yeah. there's a lot of facts being thrown out and a lot of, a lot of uh, topics being talked about. And um, this is... Well, yeah, it's like, what, what was her name? Uh, Janet? Some, I don't remember, remember her name, but she was the one that they got to do the, the kind of the interludes, if you want to call them interludes. But she was like a secretary from Jive Records, and then they like they they recorded her voice saying these things. But then they com- they they computerized it and made it sound robotic, to like kind of segue between certain songs and to kind of round out the end of the record. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Uh, should we play a little bit of the song? Yeah, dude, fucking play a little bit of it. Let, let's do it. So play it here it track. is uh, from. I'm not gonna say it, but here is. Uh, this song from a tribe called Quest. Yeah, that's good. And my vocals a little bit. With the other bass line. I be hating sucker MCs and the sucker niggas. Posing like they hard when we know they damn hard. What you figure? Round wise, I do the figure eight so concisely. Musically, we are the herbs, so sit back and like me. Inhale. My style is kind of fat, reminiscent of a whale. Young girls' desires for the females' dreams. I'll be the abstract poetic representing for queens. Socially, I'm not a name. Black and white got game. If you came to the jam, well, I'm glad you came. See, nigga first was used back in the deep south. Falling out between the dome of the white man's mouth. It means that we will never grow. You know the word dummy. Upper niggas in the community think it's crummy. But I don't. Neither does the youth, because we am. Race adversity, it goes right with the race And being that we use it as a term of endearment Niggas start to bug to the domas where the fear went Now the little shorty say it all of the time And a whole bunch of niggas throw the word in a rhyme Yo, I start to flinch as I try not to say it But my lips is like a oop as I start to spray it My lips is like a oop as I start to spray it My lips is like a oop as I start to spray it The sucker nigga Nigga, nigga I throw the sucker in the front for the ones that and it's wild how much they dropped that word <laughs> it really is <laughs> i think i don't even think songs i mean really not many hip-hop songs drop that word that often in a, in a single song but and it's i mean there's it's if, if anything else it just kind of opens the door to like a conversation to be had yeah. about said word and whether or yeah, not definitely who should be using it when they should be using it and it's just it's just cool because he he kind of dances around the fact that he kind of feels uncomfortable using it, but then like drops it a lot, and it's it's yeah. off putting because they don't they don't do it that often they they have not done it that often here it's and like there almost, at most almost every line almost every line in this song has that word in it, and it's not like it's not modulated it's it's not behind any kind of distortion it's it's right there you hear it you know it's happening. And the, yeah. the name of the track, it's right fucking there. And I, I think that's a, 
that's good stuff, man. That is uh, that's good stuff right there. And I kind of hearing it back right now too. The that baseline it reminds me actually a lot of like Limp Bizkit, something Sam Rivers would have done on a Limp Bizkit song to kind of groove up a song. It's very very reminiscent. I feel of that, but obviously this is a sample. But yeah, it's it reminded me a lot of Limp Bizkit for whatever that's worth. Well, that's worth a lot because uh, Limp Bizkit is great. Yeah, Sam Rivers, fucking amazing bass player. Oh, Fred Fuck Durst, the amazing frontman. Yeah, great frontman. Great the song I, just great band. The song reminds me of two. Uh, Most Def did a song or uh, uh, the uh, yeah a song from one of his albums. It was called like Mr. Ninja, and he says mm-hmm. it, he like constantly drops that word too, like throughout the entire track. And it's I, like I don't know how far you've got into Most Def. Barely but, at all. But fuck me, dude. That guy, dude. That guy's one of the greats too. Like I, I, good god, that guy is such a great songwriter. And they're in the in the hip hop community. Yeah, I mean, the, I, the bit I've heard of Bla- from Black Star, I've really really liked. But I mean, outside of that, I haven't heard a lot of most stuff. Do eh, Black the, do, so like like Black? I mean, I, I'll I'll write you a list of things you should listen to. But Black and Bull Sides is is, is the one that you should also listen to. <laughs> There's so much hip hop like that we God. need to fucking do. Like, you, you know, we we got we got Nas, we got. Mob Deep, we got Most Def, we have, you know, earlier throwing it back to Africa Bombada, even though he's canceled. We still should do an episode on him. You know, there's so many artists and, and groups that need to be talked about or that we should do on the pod eventually. It's it's it's, it's the hip hop stuff, dude. Like Most Def, I mean Murs, it's another guy that's that's Yeah, I would like to do Murs. Yeah. Unfucking real. And it's just it's uh, I don't know. It's God, I love this is it's so cool. Yeah. I I can't believe how much of a hip-hop man I've become in the last two years. I, I think, like, honestly, too, because because hip-hop is still kind of looked down upon in mainstream media. Because it, it really is. and Unless you're, yeah, like, one of the true. big names. And like Connie is, is arguably, like, the biggest name in hip-hop. But the dude mm-hmm. is just, like, he's he's so off the charts. He I don't know what the fuck yeah. is going on with him. He's very like, hit or miss. But like hip hop is so is so still looked down upon that it's, that it's become like this almost counterculture movement for the past forty years, and so you yeah. you can't you can't help but not like root for it, you know like it, you, yeah, you can't true. help but not like it because it's it's still being shit on by executives and then the, the the record labels and you're right that's ah, good stuffs you're right it's like the the punk and the the early punk music of 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 today's generation I guess. <sighs> All right, so then that was your 3B, right? Yeah, 3B. Okay, so my 3B is 8 Million Stories. 8 Million Stories, baby. 8 Million Stories. Uh, This one, I mean, like, Sucka Ninja was primarily, that was like a Q-tip song. This one is a Fife Dog dog song. Um, He's only in, Q-tip is only in, like, the kind of weird outro as it kind of fades out at the end of the song. Um, but yeah, this, this is, this is a Fife Dog song and I was really, I was very pleasantly surprised by this one, like kind of reading more about it and kind of breaking it down because like I said, I've, I've listened to this record a lot, but I've never dove super deep into it until this week. And I really liked his, his vocal delivery on this one. It was, he has that, what am I trying to say here? The, he's, 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 uh, every line he has that momentary pause before moving on to the next line. 
but it's the same duration of time between every movement, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Like it's, I've never, I've never heard any rapper do that the way that Five Dog does this. Like it's so, it's so unbelievably consistent and so unbelievably on time that I was actually kind of blown away by this song, how he delivered this song vocally. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy good. You can date back or you like, like you can go back to, can I kick it again and listen to the nuance in the way Fife throws out words and, and, and one particular part too, when he, when he talks about, um, in, in can I kick it? He says, follow us for the funky behavior, make a note with the took your hair. It's, so he's, so he's trying to rhyme with like where like behavior, savior flavor, but he's saying like hair, like your hair on top of your head. Yeah. But the way he says, it, he says, he says, check your hair. And it's so, it's so forced. Like some shit. Yeah, it is. It's so fucking forced. And you, you think like, I don't know, like the way the way he delivers it though. It's it's, it's honest. It's 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 him. It's iconic. But if anyone did it today, it'd be like you're just you're you're, you're cheesing out. Like you're 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 copping yeah. out. You're yeah. taking the easy route. But but even but, but even with like what you're saying on can I kick it? He it's not it's not through the entire song. Like this, this song after literally after every line of lyrics, he there's there's a sig- very significant pause before moving on the entire fucking time. Dude, Fife, uh, that that like this is why I love. It Fife. was so it, cool. It, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back again to it. Can I kick it? The entire the entire his entire verse is based on like layers, and he's, he's like this first verse is to my tribe that flows in layers. Say your conveyor, Mister Dinkins, be my mayor. To the mm-hmm. very very end. When he when he doesn't even try to rhyme, he says, "As you inhale like a breath of fresh air," and he could have said "air," right? He could have said that <laughs> and like drawn out that stupid rhyme, but he says, "As you inhale like a breath of fresh air," but he cuts off air quicker than it should have been. You you th- like the repetition of, of of the rhyming. You think he is going to say "air," and then he says "air," and he cuts it off super quick. He doesn't say "air." He says "air." is done and so you're left hanging for yeah. like that that couple milliseconds and just like wow well how did this just happen how did he rhyme air without actually rhyming air without even really fucking <laughs> prolonging the word air yeah but that's yeah. that's from day one that's from can i kick it and that's why i think that can i kick it is is their best song that's a top three hip-hop song of all time to be honest it is really fucking good and it's just it's like five five dog is is so good at making you making you love him like it, like immediately, because he has just a molasses way spilled out of his mouth what about his rhyming, but he also throws out these little nuances where every time you listen to him rap, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And this yeah. is eight million stories. This is one of them. This is again. This is a five song, like you said. And so for, also too, he mentions KB Toys. Have you heard of KB <laughs> Toys in the past 15 fucking years? I mean, not since they shut down. But that was I mean, so I used, funny. I used to go to KB Toys, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I used to go Dude, to Dude, I had totally mall. forgotten about KB yeah. Toys. I thought that was so fucking funny. Like, outside, of, outside of Toys R Us, KB Toys was the place to go. That was the shit. That was like yeah. that was the place you go to get really, really good stuff. I, I yeah. fucking completely forgot about KB Toys until, I know, right? I, until this week, and that was that was funny for me. That was good times. <laughs> But yeah, dude, a million stories. I thought like I thought this was about recognizing that you, you're a city. Let's say you're in New York. 
everybody in New York has their own problems. Everyone's going through their own shit. Everyone's got their own story. This one, this is five story. And that's that's what it's presented as. I, I like it too. And it, this is kind of, it's him just talking about having a really bad day and how his day doesn't, it doesn't amount to anything. It doesn't, it's not any different than anybody else who has a bad day. Any average person who has a bad day is just kind of just, it's just, essentially this song is just him venting the entire time, you know, talking about his, his nephew up in the KB toys thing, talking about like worrying about how, if, you know, certain samples are going to get, you know, if they're going to be able to use certain samples on the record, if they're going to do this, that it's just, it's just straight up a bad day and his anxiety and his just, the shittiness of a negative day. And I, I thought it was really, it was very, um, uh, kind of vulnerable too for, for a hip hop guy to, to throw out something like this. I mean, it's a little bit self deprecating, but it's still also very vulnerable where a lot of hip hop, especially gangster rap would never do this kind of shit unless, and if they did, they would, they would come back with like, you know, I did this and then they would come back with like, you know, I did something great or something, you know, provocative or whatever, but, that's, I mean, that's that's also kind of a, a, a praise for Tribe is they they do like use the word bitches as referring to like the the female derogatory term bitches, but yeah. Fife also calls himself a hoe. Like he, he even says in, a, <laughs> yeah, in another song, himself. like he 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 says, hey, "Some girl call me a hoe," so he's not. They do use derogatory terms that don't have that have not aged well, but. They're also not afraid to like call themselves out and like you said, it's self deprecating way. They're they're mm-hmm. humble, they're human, and it's uh you know, it's it makes it more endearing. So I'm gonna play a little bit of, of eight million stories just so we can hear, you know, Five Dog, because this song is really, really good. So here it is from a tribe called Quest. This honey ripped me off for all my loop kicks. The car, oh yeah, there's money in my jacket. Somebody broke it to my ride and co macked it. Yo, Tip, I tell you, man, the devil's trying it. But I'm gonna stay strong, cause I ain't buying it. Tonight I'm taking Sherry out, I don't have Jack to wear. You know I got to look dipped in the fresh to gear. Ooh, I found something, so I ironed it. I think I caught up on the phone, oh shit, I'm frying it. Will someone tell me what did I do to deserve this? I think I'll pull out my seat for Sunday service. My little brother wants Barney, cool, I'm getting it. Took him down to KB, they ain't selling it. Here we go with the crime, yo, he's throwing fits. My blood pressure's blowing up, I can't take the shit. Finally got what he wanted, now it's good to go. Again, the rival smash. Where's my radio? What's out my car was in the shop, I had to borrow, see? They had no mercy on the car, Leo will kill me. Where the hell can Nikki be? I'm gonna smack her up. I got the tickets for the Knicks and she gon' stood me up. I need to hit a honey off Jerome, we passed the phone. Pulled out my fucker hose. Oh, yo, Sheila's home. Steady smiling like a mother, yo, I'm wrecked to bone. Went down on hun, she's in the red zone. Stressed out more than anyone could ever be. Forever trying to clear the samples for my new upbeat. Everybody knows I go to Georgia often. Got on the flight and I ended up in Boston. With all these trials and tribulations, yo, I've been affected. And to top it off, stars got ejected. Help me There you go. Eight million stories from a tribe called Quest. All right. So where does that where does that leave us? Your four B, right? 
that is my four B. Abelene stories. Oh, that is. That is. Oh boy. So fuck man, what how many more songs do we have left? We got we got a few. I mean there's there's uh we can just uh, at this point we can just get into things that we really want to talk about and not have to unpack the entirety of the song. Okay. I think you know we already I mean? talked about my my four B yeah yeah, second ninja was my four B. So then your five B yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. We can just talk about what kind of whatever. Yeah. Like, like, right. like the song Midnight. Midnight's my 7B. We don't have to play it. But this is okay. the one that the, the loop is like crazy good. This is from the psychedelic Love Shack. That's a song by Albino Gorilla. And I, I listen to this. Like, like normally when we do these albums, I listen to the song that it's derived from if I really, really like the track. And this mm-hmm. one was just like aggressively eclectic. It's it's a super dope fucking like early seventies funk band. Think like funkadelic, but just a little bit more psychedelic. Yeah. And it's God, it was it's a cool name for a band, Albino Gorilla. It's a cool really cover is. art because it's not fucking bi- it's a black drop with an albino gorilla on the front. It's so ugly and so dumb. And I think that was their only album they released. But it's something I'm going to look for now that we're record shopping. And if I ever see this, I swear to God I'm gonna buy it. <laughs> Wait, what year was it from? 1970. 19, that's insane. Oh, yeah, I just looked it up right now on Discord. Yeah. Holy shit, that is a really fucking cool cover. It is so cool, right? It's that is so, really rad. It's so basic. Like, it's everything you would expect from, like, an albino gorilla cover. It's just, it is yeah. just nothing else more than just that. But damn, but it's cool. When would you ever see this in the wild? See, like, that's the thing I was thinking about, too. Like, if even if I ever saw this in the wild, this is such a unique and cool-looking cover. I just feel like I would innately pick it up and be like, what the fuck is this? Because it's that yeah. cool. So I don't think I've ever seen it in the wild. Because you're probably the same way. Like, if you saw this in the wild before you knew about it today, you would still pick it up I would, and what the I fuck would is for this? Sure, I would for sure pull it out and look at it, look at the you back. You would investigate. And, yeah. 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 I, w- I would look it up and see, like, what... I would need a little bit more information on it, but I, I've, I don't. I've never come across this. I don't think I have either. And then looking at uh, on Discogs real quick, the cheapest copy there. There's only like three copies here in the states that ship from the states, and they're like between seventeen and like twenty four dollars. That's not bad. It's not bad at all, but I don't think it's. This is something we'd really find in the wild. But I also don't really go through like the the soul section a lot or funk section at all. I mean, so I I don't actively go through that that kind of section. Most places out here don't even have that section. It's just it's it's like soul, funk, R and B. It's all in one, all encompassing. Yeah, that, that's it's how not, it is here too. Yeah, it's just not like a really popular genre for vinyl. I would feel like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but that, that's a that's a dope song. Um, keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. I, I wanted to mention this one because ICP, mm-hmm. Insane Clown Posse, has a song called Chop Chop. Oh, and the hook to that song is they say swing, 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 chop, 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 swing, 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 chop, chop, chop. Oh, and I think I know, I know that song. I know you do because Renee loves that song. I actually think it's a really good song. And as much as like people make fun of ICP, ICP, are they know their shit. ICP knows their shit in hip hop. They are smart dudes. They know how to make pretty goddamn good songs. And so I think it's a little too similar to this one to be a coincidence. So I mm-hmm. think, and I mean, there's not a lot written about ICP because nobody wants to write anything about ICP because 
you know, it's ICP. <laughs> Let's pretend they're fucking the worst thing ever. But I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think this may be like an homage to this to this track. And I, I like that idea. To the tribe track or to the Roy Ayers? No, to the to the tribe track, the swing, 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 top of the Because the way they say it sounds like like how like Fife is saying it, whoever's saying it in the, in the song. It sounds wait, very, very similar. Wait, you're talking about, oh, okay, okay. But you're talking about the song Keep It Rolling, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, got it. Okay, I get what you're saying now. ICP's not that bad. They're, they're not as bad mm-hmm. as, as, as they're made fun of to, to be. They're really That's not. That's true. That, that, that is very true. They're, I've only really kind of heard them in the last maybe couple years, and they're not they're not great or very good, but no, dude, they're not they're even they're not even as bad as Nickelback, and even no, Nickelback's not, not as mean, bad. That silly boy talk. E- even Nickelback's not as bad as everyone, you know, says. I mean, they're not. Eh. I mean, they're they're pretty bad, but they're not just like, you know, atrocious. Nickelback's pretty atrocious. Uh, kind of, but. You could still get through it. Oh, I can't. <laughs> you can I still guess. get through it. Come on, man. I guess. I like I like how Fife sings the Barney song on Keep It Rolling. The oh, I love yeah. you, you love me. Just straight up fucking <laughs> sings that theme song. So <laughs> stupid. So dumb. And this is like the third time he's mentioned Barney because he talks about on on the uh, on, on eight million stories how his like brother wants like a Barney toy, but it's sold mm-hmm. out and he can't get it. His brother's crying. It pisses him off. So like like there's a lot of Barney talk on this album that I fucking weird, and then I like how he also mentions Jackie Gleason, and that's something that I never would have, I, like I would, that would never resonate with me in any way had it not been for like us collecting vinyl and getting into mm-hmm. Jackie Gleason for a very brief moment, but now that he's mentioned Jackie Gleason, that was cool because he says like his style is fat like Jackie Gleason. <laughs> obviously talking obviously like a like a double yeah, entendre of saying phat like it's fly but then also saying that jackie gleason yes he was fat i think that was really cool i like, I like that, that because i got it like, i was like yes i got that yeah and then I, on, on this particular song the the sample they use uh the main sample is from a song called feel like making love from roy ayers from 1974 and i i do have one roy ayers record and it's really fucking good Oof. and this song, Feel Like Making Love, it's a fucking banger. Did you listen to the song? No, I didn't. Oh, my God, dude. It is so good. It has the vibraphone. It has, it has you know, the oh, stuff God. that sucks me in. But it's, uh, it, you just got to listen to it, man. It, 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 I would play it right now, but you haven't heard it, so we can't really talk about it after I play it. But, um yeah, go go check that one out. Roy Ayers and then the song Feel Like Making Love. The the song that was sampled in this in this particular tribe song. Honestly, I, I saw Feel Like Making Love and I just I, I was like, okay, you bad company. Bad I company. don't want to <laughs> hear any of that shit. No, this anyway. is this is like a thousand times better than that song. Oh, I hate that song. The song's really fucking good though. So check it out. Ayers, Ayers. All right, Outcast. Um all right, so that was keep keep it rolling. Yeah, um, that that's my AB by the way. That is my AB. That that's an okay song for me. I have, I have some okay songs with this album. Yeah, I, I, I not every song is a banger on here. That's the absolute truth. That is the absolute truth. Yeah. So um, I don't lyrics have any to go. Left on mine. Lyrics to go. Um, he mentions that his brother, or he says, my brother R. Kelly. That didn't age well. I no. that was funny. <laughs> I noticed that one too. When Kelly. That was the first thing I thought of. I was like, "Ooh, yeah, this is not gonna, this is not gonna end well." 
I, yeah. I, I giggled on that one. That was funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 about it for like the 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 serious notes that I have that I wanted to to talk about. Yeah, and I will say the the latter half is a little bit weaker, especially after you get after keep it rolling. You know, the chase part two, lyrics to go, and and God lives through. I mean, they're good songs, but they're more they're they're kind of like run of the mill. It's like okay, I've heard this beat, I've heard just kind of this kind of generic bass line, and it's cool that they kind of they they each have a verse and whatever. But the song the song's long. I mean, yeah. it really is. It is. So I mean, you could easily you could easily cut this down to eleven or twelve tracks, and it could have been super fucking cool. Yeah. But I don't know. I I think this is a great record. But going through all my notes again, I mean, I have one more banger, and that's my five B, and that's electric re- electric relaxation. Relaxation. Uh, this is like a this is like the smooth jam on this uh, on this record. I mean, it's it's the stand. I think this is the first time the stand up bass is kind of introduced. And uh, just that that jazz guitar loop is awesome. It's this cool play between the two of them, and uh, and you know Fife, you know he's doing his thing. It's more comical, a little self-deprecating, and then Q doing his thing too. It's a little bit more subtle, but it's just a good a good laid back song coming off of some you know some bangers for sure. So I like this one. I mean, I I don't want to play it, but. Ah, that's all I got on this one. Do you have anything on electric relaxation? No, I'm I'm that's I'm good. Good. All right, so uh, so then let's wrap it up. Let's give our final thoughts and then give our uh, our rating of the record because we do have a world famous our world famous rating system where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album but give it a shot, and zero is uh, the worst thing you've ever heard a trash fire some might say. So what would you what what are your final thoughts and your rating on a tribe called Quest's Midnight Marauders? Go. So let me just preface this by saying I think this album is fantastic. However, yeah. it gets like this 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 acclaim that I don't quite understand because like the people's instinctive and low end theory I think are better. And I think they're mm-hmm. better in different ways. But I think this is just kind of like a rehash of their first two. But taking the best parts of their first two and making like a good third album, which mm-hmm. is fine, like it, that's great. But it's like doing a, it's like making a movie based off a book. Like you, you already got the source material, you can't fuck it up, really. So I, I, I don't understand like why this is, this is uh, in, in a lot of lists. This is like their best album. Like most, just Google like try best album. This one comes up as their best album. And I, and I don't, I don't, I, I just don't agree. I don't agree that it's their best album. <laughs> it is their fourth best album, as I said uh. earlier in the, in the in the rankings. But it's still like really, really good. And like, who, like, what does it even mean? Like, this is their fourth best, greatest album of all time. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? It's it's fucking fantastic. It's so good. Everybody's on top of their game, but it's not anything new that we haven't heard. In bits and pieces. The best parts of this album, rapping-wise, we've already heard from the first album. The best parts of this album, production-wise, we heard from the low-end theory. We're just Mm -hmm. now combining two different aspects of two different albums into one cyborg of a great album. And I love it. And, like, you're right. This is, like, when I'm on a a hip-hop kick, there are two albums in my collection that I go back to. Like, if I'm going to spend a day listening to hip-hop... I've 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 a decent amount of hip hop in my collection now. 
there are two albums that I will for sure listen to on any given day of listening to hip hop all day. This is one of them. And the other one's the far side. Like those two albums are, are just, they're so fucking easy to jump into. They're so easy to listen to. You don't, they don't require a lot of thinking if you don't want to, but if you want to get into it, then you can get into it. And, and for very different reasons, the far side and, and this album are, are two albums that I will, I can listen to a thousand times and have the same experience at the end of it that I did the first time because it's, it's, it's really good. This is really, really, really good stuff. The far side is perfect. This one's not perfect, but doesn't mean it's not good. And, um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I would do like, I think just based off of this week, I would probably give it higher before this week, but this week I'm going to do 2.5. That Really? That's it? 2.5. I, I have oh to, I, God. cause Dude, low in theory, and 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 their first album is just mind-blowingly stupidly good. <laughs> I can't believe you gave this a two point five. Oh, you're crazy, crazy for this one. I know. I honestly, I don't understand why people think that this is like their best album because it's it's one hundred percent not. But go ahead and tell me why do you think this is their best album? Go. <laughs> I don't. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, so. Midnight Marauders, this one, uh, like I said, this one could be interchanged between the first and second record. This is, I'm so new to this. And, and because I've, I, I only, I've known this record the most, the best, um, that's the only reason why it's number one. But I really, I think the first record might be their best too. And that's why I was so hesitant on doing Midnight Marauders. But, uh, I don't know. This is this is everything I love about this style of hip hop, conscious hip hop, old school hip hop. This is a great combination of it all, uh, and I don't know, man. There, there's nothing I can really say that we didn't already talk about. I I feel that Q-Tip is one of the top producers, you know, hip hop producers of all time, and and I I'm totally okay, confident saying that he's easily top five. You know, up there with Dre, Kanye. LP, um, I don't know who else, but I mean, th- those are like the, the big Pharrell, Neptunes. Oh, I mean, Pharrell, yeah, yeah, Neptunes, Pharrell, yeah, yeah of course. I, I'm just kind of like throwing things off the top. Yeah, of no, Q Tip is fucking fantastic, dude. He's he's the what he what he created and pioneered is is truly remarkable and, and nothing but respect for him. And I am curious what, what his stuff does sound like outside of Tribe, but I don't think it could ever it could ever reach the levels that that this record and the first two records ever achieved. Um, with this one, I mean, I'm, I'm stoked and excited to get more into it. And I love this record. I think it's fantastic. I do need a better copy on vinyl because uh, I used to have a copy, but then I ended up trading it to you for some reason. I don't remember what we traded, but I, you have it now. Yeah. And, uh, and then my copy, the, the new copy I bought is cracked. So uh, it's cracked. It's cracked, so the first song on each side does not play. So what that the sucks. fuck? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where'd so you buy it really... from? Did I buy it from uh, you? No, no, I got it from a local store here. So um, take that shit. You should have taken that shit back. I just yeah, we'll get into that later. But uh, yeah, so I, I gotta buy a new. I gotta buy a new copy. Holy but, shit! I know. First cracked record I've ever had. Never I'm, ever had a cracked record. Uh, wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Wow! Um, so with that being said, you know, production wise, lyrically, uh, deliver vocal delivery, it's 
it's an amazing record and I'm I'm gonna have to give this a two point seven five. Maybe a three. No, it's gonna be a two point seven five because Damn. My rating will change. It's gonna change. So Tribe has no perfect albums under your eyes. You know what fuck, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give this a three. You don't I mean I'm just saying. No, yeah. I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna give it a three. No, no, I'm gonna give it a three. You you've you've done it's this. Fine. What? Done this. I don't what do you I don't know. It's you fine. know, you know what you did. This is a perfect three. I don't do it often, but this is a perfect three. Okay. So Tribe Called Quest, Midnight Marauders, I give it a three, you give it a measly two point five because you don't know what you're talking about. Um I don't know. We got anything else on this one? That's it, that's all. That's it. All right. Well, Thank you all for listening well. to the podcast. Well, uh, go to Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, do your thing, rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. You know, we have all the Discord, all that bullshit. Hit us up if you if you want the, the stuff. But if you've listened to this far, you probably already know it. You're already a part of it. So, I don't know. I got nothing else. And uh, that's it. That's all. <laughs> One. Ooh, that was a loud clap. I had a loud clap too. It's good. You in the pocket right there? You get that nice like cupping of the hands. It's yeah, it's a good one. Those are that the best claps. One. Those are a good one. Those are the ones that annoy the people that annoy people the most. I yeah, like. just because they're like there's such. It's just the right pitch <laughs> to get right into your ears, like right into your brain, and just like flick oh, your brain because it. it's so obnoxious. <laughs> That's the one I do when I play the clapping game too. I I do those big thick ones too. Because <laughs> I know people nice can hear thick. them. I know I everybody do, knows. Man. Yeah, everybody knows. I love it. <laughs> And then people look at me and they like not even like outside the clapping game. They just look at me and like they laugh. They're like, "Why are you clapping so loud?" <laughs> yeah. Why? First it's of all, funny, like clapping. Obviously. Clapping in itself is so stupid. Like we we we, yeah, we yeah. show our pleasure by clapping. It's, we make obnoxious noises. So that's that's annoying already. <laughs> but to but to like I don't know to not go full frontal on it. Then who like who cares? Why why even clap if you're not yeah. gonna do it? Don't clap. Make then. it fun. I mean, I'm making it fun for myself. Yeah. Why not? Stupid. If you're gonna clap, clap. Being clap, clap, clap. Being clap, clap. <laughs> On the entire album, Q comes in and it's just like fucking butter. It is just, it's like when Tom comes in on I Miss You. It's like, <laughs> Mark is great. It's fantastic. But dude, yeah, when, yeah. when Tom comes in, like panties drop. When Q comes in here, <laughs> panties drop. <laughs>